third John. The elder, unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, behold, I wish all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I'll pause just a second to give a quick uh, recap there. We have the Apostle John writing this letter to this church, and he addresses the letter to Gaius, a uh, leader in the church, uh, apparently, that, that he takes a moment to say, Gaius, you're doing well. You're doing well, and I pray for your health, and I, and I, uh, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. He, Paul, uh, John has an investment in this church. He has an investment in Gaius. Uh, whether he was uh, involved in having Gaius saved originally or just was involved in kind of uh, maybe teaching Gaius how to lead a church or be involved in the church through ministry. John has a, an investment here. John's saying, you know, I have no greater joy than to see those that I've invested in walking in truth. And we've, we talked about that when we studied that, that uh, isn't it true that when we invest in somebody, uh, when you see that investment paying off, whether it's our children, whether it's a relationship you have here at Central Baptist with somebody that you're investing in, trying to help them and minister to them and disciple them, when you see that pay off, is there no greater joy than that? When you see them and they're growing in Christ and they're doing the things that Christ has told us that we need to do, man, that feels good. And it even feels better when you see them when they've gone off and you hear that they're doing what you've taught them to do. It's one thing to do it when you're present. It's another thing for them to act that way when they're away from your influence. And that just, again, there's a joy in our hearts there. Verse 5, Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of the charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles, we therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. John takes a moment to kind of uh, commend Gaius. Gaius, of course, the churches at this time were home churches. They didn't have church buildings like we are fortunate enough to have here. Uh, they met in each other's homes and would have, would have services through that way, and the preachers would kind of migrate from church to church. They're traveling, they're itinerant, uh, you would have your common congregation, but you had also just moving pieces all along. And Gaius was known to have a sense of hospitality to these itinerant missionaries or itinerant preachers. He would allow them into his home. He would support them. 
he would support them financially even. You see in verse 7, because that for thy name's sake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. What an interesting statement. We talked about it last week. You know, They received their support from the church. They didn't have to go out to the world to get their support for a ministry project while serving God, and they shouldn't have to, should they? I mean, God forbid that they should. that should be their only support is to try to get it from the world. God's people should be willing to support these missionaries and these pastors. Uh, and we talked about the missionaries that we have come in. All they have is what we and other churches give them. I mean, that's how they get by. So we should be willing to try and support them as much as we can. And, and Central Baptist Church is blessed with more than most in regards to some churches. This is considered a large church in the big realm of things. And, you know, they may go to one church who just doesn't have it financially. You know, maybe they can give them a little bit of support. But Central, we can maybe do a little bit more. Um, and we should. If we have the ability to do more, we should do more, right? It's people out there presenting the message of the gospel, and they're doing it by faith. God called them to do these things, and they've given up their lives to do what God has sent them to do, and we should be, will, we should be supporting them. And Gaius was hospitable to these people. So we talked about that last week. Now we're going to talk about Verse 9 through 11 this week. John continues, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, pratting against us with malicious words and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, and he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Well, now we got a little bit of a different issue going on that John presents us with this week. We talked about Gaius last week and the good example that Gaius had, and now we get to talk about a fellow named Diotrephes. And this example isn't a good example. I mean, this is the only time this, this guy's mentioned in Scripture, and this is it. Well, how would you like that to be your legacy, huh? Um... We talked in Second John, the example was, or that John wrote to an elect lady and said, you're, you're being hospitable to those that you shouldn't be. They're speaking not the truth, and you're showing them hospitality. You're, show, you're supporting these people that are not speaking the truth, and you shouldn't be. Now we got John, speaking of Diotrephes, saying, you're not supporting the people that you ought to be. And John takes a moment to speak kind of harshly of them. Harshly of them. Uh, 
I found a couple of statements. Let me read these to you. J. Vernon McGee, who I'd love to read. I just love reading J. Vernon McGee. It just, I like the way he, he just kind of presents it old school country style sometimes. J. Vernon McGee writes, The missionaries of the early church were itinerants. They were, went from place to place. Since the local inn was a wretched and dirty place and there were no holiday inns or Howard Johnson motels, this was written decades ago, these missionaries were entertained in the home of the believers. Gaius opened his home, for which John congratulated him. Diotrephes opposed this practice, and John censors him for it. His hang-up was that he loved to have recognition and attention and be the center of attraction. He had to rule or ruin. There's generally one like him in every church who wants to control the church and the preacher. Pretty pointed. And I don't, I, I agree with everything he says there. Um, unfortunately, there are some in the church that just want the preeminence. They want to be um, up front. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want you to, uh, they have the idea of how things should be ran and they're going to let you know, right? Uh, Herschel Hobbes one writer put it, uh, tells this little uh, story. He says, uh, A.T. Robertson tells about writing an article on diatrophies for a denominational paper. It was a, a, a newspaper article. And it was published, or excuse me, after it was published, the editor told him of receiving letters from 25 deacons who canceled their subscription to protest against being publicly attacked in the paper. So these deacons read this paper and this article and felt like that article was written to them. And I shouldn't be publicly attacked and called to cancel. And it wasn't just one that felt that way, it was 25. But whether Diatrophes was a pastor or deacon or neither, there is no place for a boss in the New Testament church. Who's the boss in our church? Jesus, Jesus Christ, that's it. And you know pastor leads the church through his example and through his um, uh, power and through the will of the Holy Spirit and that's who we look to but the true leader of our church is Jesus Christ and uh, he is the holy head of the church hmm? that's, who it was built for. that's right that's the leader of our church it's not any certain person not any certain person so what was the sin of, of diatrophies um, self-importance we'll go down through a few of them here 3 John 1 9 uh, says I wrote unto the church but diatrophies who loveth to have the preeminence among them right there he had attempted to occupy the leading place he tried to run the church and be the center of attention you know, if he wasn't standing up front or he wasn't being recognized or singled out, then he took offense to it, right? Matthew twenty three twelve says, and, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. 
Um, it's not about the credit or the attention in in the church, is it? I mean, it's just not about that. It's about presenting the gospel and seeing people saved. And uh, different people have different roles. But even then, if you're in a role or you serve in a position, you do so humbly. You do so humbly. Uh, and I'll speak for myself, being uh, a trustee and, and, and now a deacon. I, over the, let's see, seven, eight years maybe total, I've probably tried to resign seven or eight times <laughs> with pastor. And I'm not uncommon in that. Uh, other trustees and deacons have done the same thing because none of us feel worthy to serve in that capacity. I didn't. I don't think so. When he called me the first time, I says, "Hey, uh, how about you? You want to consider being a deacon?" Well, no. I don't think that's that's not me. That might be somebody else, but I don't know that it's me. And he goes, "No, it's it's you." <laughs> and then when I was elected, I still I was like, I just feel like others might serve better in that. And I just, I, yeah, I just it's not something I ever sought. And if you're seeking it, there's a problem. If you're seeking those type of positions, there's a problem. Um, I tell folks all the time when Cindy and I first got here ten years ago, and we sat down with Pastor and had our had our meeting with him about joining the church. I told him then. Uh, but at the time, I worked for the police department. I was a captain on the police department. I was involved in different board of directors all over town. I had enough attention on me. And I sat down in there, I taught at college and did all this stuff. And I said, all I want to do is serve. I don't want to teach. I don't want any leadership position. I just want to be able to come to God's church and worship him. And Pastor Lott, he grinned and said, okay. And 10 years later, I teach at Obon Leadership and all these things. God has a way of of putting people where he wants them, right? Whether you want to do it or not. It's not something I ever sought out to do. Um, and those that do seek it, that should be a sign. That should be a sign. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1 starts, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Kind of some responsibilities of elders or deacons here. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in, being in samples of, to the flock. We don't rule over anybody or anything here. Pastor doesn't. The deacons don't. It just that's not the way that the church was set up. Now, man has a way of messing things up sometimes. And you know, when you got a church this size, or I've even seen it in small churches, sometimes there comes a of somebody that wants be that Lord over over issues or over items in the church and it can cause extensive problems to the church another one of the sins um, 
that uh, Diotrephes, if you look at the end of verse 9, uh, John wrote, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, comma, receiveth us not. Can you imagine the Apostle John, the only living apostle at this time, came to you to be received and you wouldn't receive him. He had refused to receive John the Apostle. He had tried to run both to run and run off the preacher. Why do you think that he wouldn't even accept somebody of John the Apostle's example? He wanted the glory himself. That's if I allow John to come in who is obviously he walked with Christ throughout his ministry. He taught with Christ, saw Christ at the transfiguration, right? Did all these things with Jesus. If I bring him in, all the eyes are going to go whoop, right to him. And they're not on him no more. What you tend to see out of people who want control is they're not willing to give it up because if they give up control, they might not get it back, <laughs> number one. They might not get it back. And when I get it back, I might have to fix things that are now, I don't want it to be that way because you've diverted your attention to something else and picked up what I might consider to be bad habits, right? So they don't want other people to come in. Stay focused right here. Stay focused right here. And that's what these folks are, uh, the sin of diatrophies. Verse 10, Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, writing against us with malicious words. He had slandered the apostles. He ran down and talked about the preacher, John. He's going behind their backs, telling stories. And again, if I can lower your opinion of kin and raise your opinion of me, the better chance I get to keep control, right? Kin can't come up and take control down the road or through elections or whatever. I, you know, I'm able to I talk bad about other people so that you'll stay keep the focus on, on one person. He had refused to entertain missionaries. Uh, says it says in verse 10, and, and not contend therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren. He wouldn't receive any of the missionaries or the itinerant preachers that needed his assistance. Remember, we don't know what role Diotrephes played in, in the church. Um, because of the nature of the writing, it appears that he played some sort of leadership role. Um, it doesn't say he was a deacon, but I think you it's easy to see if he didn't play a leadership role, John may have not took such a firm stance against him in this letter because he expects more out of somebody who's in a leadership role, right? And so he wouldn't support folks that needed supported. He never ran up a bill when it came to giving or spending his or the church's money, which he saw as his. He was so scared of losing control that he didn't even like visiting speakers. Um, 
you, know, you guys know that you know the money that we have is God's money, right? And we have uh, uh, missions that we do, Faith Bible Institute being one of them. And I sat down with Pastor long ago when we started Faith Bible Institute because my heart, I just, I, I could see somebody saying, you know, I want to go to a Faith Bible Institute. I want to devote the time, but it's 120 bucks, and I just don't have 120 bucks. And so I sat down with Pastor, and I'm like, I don't want any. Help me out to see the picture of what this ministry is. Is it an academic piece? Which, if it's an academic piece, then okay, the hundred—I mean, hundred twenty bucks—it's not that much, but that's part of it. Or is it just a ministry like any other ministry in this church? And he said, No, it's a ministry like any other ministry. And I said, So if somebody can't attend, then but has a heart to attend and come, but they, it was just a financial thing, we'll help them, right? He goes, Absolutely. So those of that have been in FBI, they've never heard me come up in class and say, uh, you're due for your payment this week. Doesn't happen. That's between you and God. Now, if you want to make your payment, here's how you make your payment, through the offering. Don't give it to me. I don't want it. You just work that out between you and God. We'll, we're not going to refuse somebody the opportunity to learn from Holy Scripture and to do to get a, a oh a life changing lesson because finances. I don't think Jesus would have turned anybody away. Do you? I mean, it's just not, and it's God's money to begin with, and He would want that invested in people's souls and in, in people's discipleship. Um, it's not my money. If it was my money, I'd probably be like, all right, you owe one hundred twenty bucks. You're behind on your payment this week. I mean, but it's not my money. It's God's money. Another sin of Diotrephes, he had attempted to excommunicate believers for supporting those he opposed. <laughs> the traveling missionaries. Other members in the church are trying to support them. Gaius as one and others. And here comes Diotrephes going, well, I don't believe that. And, and since you and I don't see eye to eye, then you're probably going to have to go somewhere else. Because if I get rid of the people that don't see as I see it, then, again, I can stay in control. It's just a sin of pride and a sin of, of you know, just wanting to be self-eminent. It's all about control. Anyone who threatened his control was soon driven out of the church. Of course, there was no doubt this was no doubt done under the pious cover of protecting the purity of the church or, or wanting to uh, control outside influence. I mean, he's not standing up going, I, 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 you know, don't support these preachers or these missionaries because I want to be able to maintain control. No, that's not what he was telling people, was it? He said, I want to protect you from an evil influence. We don't know what he's teaching in these other homes. Don't let him come in and, you know, don't do that. You know, we're all on the same page and we can stay on the same page if we don't look, look to outside influences. In verse 11, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. He's given a great warning to the church right there. 
He's saying, follow the Gaius. He's doing that which is good. He's saying, don't follow the Diotrephes because he's doing that which is evil. He's not doing it the way that he should be. And what is one of the first commandments that we're supposed to do when it comes to being Christians? Love each other. Mm -hmm. Love the brethren and love Jesus. Well, number one, he's not loving the brethren. If he's saying he's loving Jesus, then he's not following Jesus' commandments. Go back to 1 John in our study there. How can you tell if you're saved? Well, you can tell by whether you love the brethren or, and you love Jesus. I mean, you can. It's not works-based. It's not what we're talking about. But do you love them? And your actions prove whether you love fellow brethren or not. One of the things when I was uh, doing the study on this, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I, as, a, as a leader, I mean, this is a good, good lesson. There are some in here that aren't in those positions. I mean, you're not, you don't serve on the leadership team. Or you don't, uh, maybe you don't teach a class or you don't do this. So how does it apply to you? And one of the thoughts that came up to me is, uh, you know, when we do our elections in December, what are you thinking about when you're marking the men for those positions? Are you thinking about, well, I, I, yeah, you know what? I've seen him pray. I've seen him teach. I've seen him be involved. Or do you have an aspect of the heart of those men? Of where they're at spiritually, in their relationship with God? Um, looking at some of the ballots over the years I sometimes get afraid <laughs> and I can tell you I've seen the ballots okay you can take this section of the church and they're voting for the people that sit in that section I've seen it you can take this section of the church and they're voting for the people that sit in that section so I, I, I challenge you to Maybe this, uh, I mean, we're several months away from this, but when that time comes, give it an honest, um, prayerful um, time and, and look to those men that are in those positions and, and um, vote based off who they're, where they're at spiritually, not who you see standing uh, up. I'm sorry? Population. You know, it's a popularity contest. It's not that. I hope it's not that. Um, and I don't think that's what it is. Based, I think we get in our little comfort zones, and it's the same way in the congregation. I mean, I very seldom make it over to, if you're standing at the back, this side of the church where Marla sits. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I think I've sat over there once in 10 years. <laughs> Just... I mean, it's just where you're comfortable. So I talk to the people I'm around, and those are the people I know. But I challenge you, if, that, if, if we get too many people voting based off visuals and those things, then you're, we're going to end up with the Diotrephes. We're going to end up with the di Diotrephes will put himself up front, and he's going to sound really good. But in his heart, he just wants the position. He just wants the power and he'll gain control. And when he gains control, 
churches can split over the commonest of issues that are pushed by a diotrophies. Church is supposed to be led by Jesus. That's it. You know, but you know, we have elections and we have uh, positions, uh, deacons and trustees. Our deacons are the voting members. You guys understand that, right? The trustees aren't, but they support the leadership role. So I really challenge you, specifically in that regard, to to your deacons. Um, and I don't, it's not an issue. I don't. I don't. I'm not thinking of somebody when I say uh, watch out and keep diatrophies off the board. I'm not thinking of anybody here because I really think we're uh, we're solid. I don't see that. But again, go back to First uh, John. We taught that. Uh, what was the fear John had when he was writing to that church that they were going to change the church not from from the outside but from the inside and that's a diatrophies that gets in charge that starts whittling away whittling away and I'm going to read one last little uh, deal from McGee on diatrophies and kind of sums it up said his motto was to rule or reign. He was going to have his own way, and it did not make any difference what the result might be. He struts around like a peacock. Anybody ever listen to McGee? Yes. Ah, I just love his old radio shows. I love them. He's puffed up, inflated like a balloon. Woe unto you if you attempted to oppose him. If he was a layman, I sure feel sorry for his pastor. I am of the opinion he tried to keep his pastor under his thumb in order that he could preside. He wanted to be the one to be heard. Diotrephes was a man who was self-opinionated. He was self-exalting. I am sure that he would have claimed to have been a self-made man instead of letting the Holy Spirit make him over. He was self-sufficient, guilty of self-admiration, self-willed, self-satisfied, and self-confident. I wonder if you recognize this fellow. In many churches today, there are men like Diotrephes, men who want to run the church. I have met men who, though they put up a very pious front, have tried to run the church. Sometimes it's a little clique that will do anything to rule. I've watched such people wreck church after church. Now catch this next point. Not only have I met Diotrephes, well, but I've also met Mrs. Diotrephes in church, too. (laughs) So I can't let you ladies off the hook. Search your heart before you do anything because you can wreck a church if you are one like Diotrephes who loves to have the preeminence. The fruit of the Spirit is meekness, but Diotrephes was a dictator. Someone has said silence in golden is golden, but sometimes it's yellow. It is too bad that there aren't those in the church who spoke out against diatrophies. Now, obviously, we don't want some, you know, there's a way to handle situations. Um, but, you know, I think it's something, I, I think it's, it's, it's a serious deal. We need to be mindful of when we do take the opportunity to choose our leaders and positions. I know it's seriously, it's serious to pastor when he's uh, considering and even taking nominations for people of who even to put on ballots. But, you know, give it an honest, prayerful thought when you do those things. Or, or if you do serve in leadership, 
do so with the right with the right motives. It's God's church. It's Christ's church. So, can you remember release us in prayer? We'll go down yes, for worship. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, as always, we're, we're so thrilled to be in your house. 